0: We are here to uncover the good, the bad and the ugly of the IT industry. My name is Robin Johns and this is Convergence by Cato Networks. In 2021, Gartner introduced a new category, the Security Service Edge or SSE, to describe the convergence of certain network security functions in the cloud. SSE converged Secure Web Gateway, Cloud Access Security Broker, Data Loss Prevention, and Zero Trust Network Access into a single cloud service. SSE is a first step in achieving security-driven transformation by converging secure, consistent access to all applications for all users. But what are the actual benefits of SSE, and what is driving its adoption? Today we are hosting Ishayo Cato Cato Network's CMO. We'll cover everything there is to know about SSE including why is it different to SASE, and how to get your IT infrastructure prepared for what is coming next. Hi, Ashai. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Robin. It's great to be here. I'm very, very happy that you've joined in and joined us here on the podcast because I have some burning questions for you. The questions are mainly for me to be personally educated. And I'm going to start with the big question that we're all here to actually pay attention to What is SSE? I've heard a lot about it. I've seen it plastered on the internet, but what is SSE?
1: So that's a great question. Uh, Gartner is doing a great job in introducing more and more acronyms. Everybody gets confused properly. So SSE stands for the security service edge, but in order to understand what it is, we have to go back in time a little bit and get a kind of a perspective on the evolution of technology in the IT space. The infrastructure business in enterprises has evolved over the years by creating a solution for every problem. So we had a networking need. Uh, We built routers. We wanted to do security on the network. We built a firewall. The internet came along and we started to use the websites and cloud applications. We had secure web gateways and CASBs. So many companies kind of started by providing or offering a solution to a problem. And after 30 years of that process, we now have a very big number of point solutions inside organizations. And that creates a problem. The problem is a management. It's the combination, it's a combination of the complexity of managing this collection of point solutions, the lack of resources, the lack of skills, it's just very difficult. So Gartner introduced actually a few years ago, uh, the concept of SASE, the Secure Access Service Edge, which was the first time Gartner said, what we need to do is not have more point solutions ping up. We need to converge point solutions to one platform. So what we want is less moving parts, less complexity, and hopefully, a better uh, service to the users, to the business, and that's what we want to do. And SASE was about converging security and networking. So it was basically crossing two domains that are typically handled differently in IT. There is a networking team, there's a security team, everybody has their own agenda. Now, last year, a group of analysts within Gartner that focused on the security business said, okay, maybe customers are not ready to go all in on both the networking side and the security side, converge everything, deploy one platform that solves everything that's sassy, let's do a smaller step. So maybe we can get value just by converging the security elements of this equation. So the secure web gateway, the CASB, the Zero Trust Network Access, which is a remote access component. If we can put all of those things in the cloud, we already have a small win. And that's essentially SSE. It's the convergence of remote access, cloud access, and secure web gateway, which is the web access, into a single platform that manages all of these aspects for the customers in one solution instead of three. And that's SSE.
0: So SSE is SASE without sites. Is that right?
1: I think that Fundamentally, that's the idea. When I say without site, it doesn't mean that you're not securing the site, but it means that the SSE platform does not own the problem of properly connecting the sites to the internet and to the SSE service. So it is the responsibility of the customer to deploy a solution, could be SD-WAN, for connecting those locations to the SSE service where... Security is being done. So that's what it is, right? In that sense, SASE is made of two parts. The security pillar of SASE now has a name, the Security Service Edge, or SSC, and the networking pillar, which has solutions like SD-WAN and wide-area network optimization, and uh, additional uh, components we will not cover. But basically, SSC is reducing the scope of the problem, also reducing what the customer gets, But in exchange, the customer can add an SSE layer to an existing network infrastructure without changing the network as well.
0: I liked earlier you said the IT industry has been very good at producing solutions to problems, but it seems with this fragmented landscape we have, we've now created a problem from the solution. So are you saying that SSE, the Security Service Edge, and SD-WAN combined equates to SASE?
1: Yes, you know, this is a, at a high level, that is the answer. There are certain gaps that still exist when you look at standalone SSE solutions and standalone sd solutions. There are certain gaps that still need to be completed by other technologies. For example, SSEs are focused on cloud traffic. That's the main thing they're good at. But if you want to access legacy applications, they offer a different way to address it. And ultimately, you may need to have a firewall on your network to really inspect all the traffic that is essentially escaping the SSC platform in the cloud. So the question is how much convergence is happening, how many point solutions you will eventually eliminate is a matter of the specific implementation of the different SSC providers. And this is something you want to look at. So if I look at this combination of SDUN and SSC, do I really cover all my bases? Do I really handle all my traffic, all my applications? So I really need only two things? Or do I need other components to cover the blind spots that are created? Now, obviously, SASE is a kind of a, an, an end goal for all of this. So I think even Gartner, when they think about SSE, they represent it as a low hanging fruit, as a very good first step to go to, in the journey towards complete transformation, complete convergence, and it's a very simple equation. The less moving parts you have, the less complexity you have, it's easier to manage, easier to own the infrastructure. Uh, it's just a matter of degree. How much convergence do you want, how much you're ready for out of the gate? what kind of dynamics are inside the organization? You may own the networking function, but have no say on the security side. So maybe you want to implement SD-WAN first. Maybe you're on the security side and you want to make some headway in streamlining and improving your security posture. So you say, okay, I'm going to do SSC and let the networking team do their thing. And maybe at some point in the future, we can come together and combine this thing into a SaaS deployment. This is the different dynamic that actually happens around that in the real life
0: we all know digital transformation is a journey. The technologies are there to change your network from one vendor to another in the blink of an eye, but it all comes to the internal processes and procedures. And generally, security folks and networking folks don't like playing with each other. If there's a problem on the network, the security team's going to be to blame. If there's a problem with the applications, oh, well, it's the other way around. So... I get the concept that SSE is effectively the security component on the road to a full SASE deployment. So who should consider SSE and who should consider SASE? If you were to talk to I don't know emerging enterprises or people that are considering digital transformation, who is SSE for and who is SASE for?
1: So basically SASE, uh, or kind of, as I said, the deeper the convergence, the deeper is the impact and the value. We see customers adopting SaaS when they have a bigger challenge running their infrastructure. So if you have a small team and maybe the team is combined, it's like mixed people from networking and security, but overall it's not a large team, then this team needs a solution that will minimize the workload, minimize the risk, minimize the work that they need to do, and they will go sassy. They just don't need these multiple steps because the problem they have to address is the problem of basically complexity. They want to root out as much complexity as they can, and they can't wait, essentially, for it. SSC is more appropriate where uh, there is stronger, let's call it a Chinese wall between teams. And the teams really either don't collaborate well or can't collaborate and they need to make, still want to make decisions still. So, okay, maybe if I reduce complexity to a degree with SSC, I'm already getting some benefit. So, again, if the teams are separate, they cannot combine for various reasons, could be political, could be structural, could be the way they make decisions. It's typical to much larger enterprises. That will be a reason to go with SSC. There could be other reasons. For example, Let's say the enterprise just finished a project to deploy SD1 everywhere, and it's from a vendor that they do not consider for their SSC deployment or as a security vendor. So they may not want to throw away everything they did. So they may go with the SSC to deploy SSC on top of their existing SD1 deployment. Now, the tip here is that the vendor that you choose ideally should be able to expand and take over the SD1 layer at some point in the future if you buy a point solution for ssc and you essentially have a point solution for sd1 then basically what you will have to do is a very deep change down the road but if the ssc product that you choose or solution has sd1 capabilities then you have an option to reach SASE with full convergence across the board sometime down the road. So SSC can become a tactical decision for organizations that cannot touch their network. It's not the right time for it. It's not the right setup for it. They still want to get security done and they want to leave the gate open or leave the door open to complete the transformation down the road. And this is what Gartner calls a single vendor SaaS solution. When they use that phrase, what they mean is that there is a company that provides all the pieces, the SSC piece, the sd one piece, as a single platform, but with the flexibility to deploy these components in phases. So the advice that I would give is deploy SSC on top of your existing network that you cannot change or do not want to change, and make sure that it has the ability to expand to include sd one down the road.
0: So that's a very strategic and technical way of looking at things. But imagine I'm a security architect or I'm a network engineer. How would SSE help me in my everyday life? Imagine your frontline grunt work, you're staring at logs all day in and day out. Can SSE help me or is it more of a longer term ideology?
1: So maybe this is just a transformation that is underpinning SSE and SASE. Is the move from point solutions, appliances, boxes, To cloud services. And cloud services have very common attributes that are very helpful for everybody that works around cloud services, for applications, for infrastructure, for security. Uh, For example, the cloud service software is self maintaining. When we say self, we mean that the provider of the cloud service maintains the software. This is, of course, different than the need to upgrade and patch appliances which falls on IT. So by moving from a box model to a cloud model, some of the work that the IT person, the network manager, needs to do goes away. The second element is that features and enhancements simply show up in the cloud service. So if I'm a network architect, if I understand the different capabilities that are available as a cloud service... I know that down the road, I will be able to activate those capabilities very easily. And I don't have to go through a full project to select a solution, integrate a solution, test it, and then ultimately deploy it. So the deployment and the extension of the capabilities become very easy. So my job becomes easier in terms of introducing new capabilities in the business. So we save some time on maintenance. We make it easy to add new capabilities through the cloud. Generally speaking, it's the difference between owning the infrastructure and using the infrastructure. So imagine that, you know, the electricity company, you plug into the outlet and you get electricity. You're using the service. You don't bother with what it takes for the utility to produce the electricity. How do they manage Capacity, how do they manage resiliency, meaning what, how do they make sure that you get the service and there is no disruption? This is exactly what cloud service does for companies. On the security side, it means that it will handle the capacity that you have. It will be resilient, so if there are failures inside the service, it will recover from them quickly. Uh, There are experts working around the cloud service to make sure that it's optimally configured and it maintains optimal security posture. It's not falling on the IT people to actually take care of all these things. So this shift from you own, you manage, you're responsible. If you miss an update or a patch, you create vulnerability that can cause a breach. Essentially, everything is on IT, we want to go to a model, and it's happening across many industries, from AWS for service and storage to Salesforce.com with CRM applications. We want to go to a model where we consume services in IT as customers. We don't have the responsibility to manage them and make sure that they are up-to-date exactly what we want at the scale that we want. This is basically the model of the past. So SEC changes the dynamic of owning, maintaining and optimizing security infrastructure, move the load from IT to the cloud service providers, the SSC providers. And this is a very important trend, I think to get a much better security for the
0: business overall. It sounds like we'll have much better security, but from a everyday, everyman operational standpoint, sounds like life just gets a bit easier. Now, in a former life, I was a consultant and I would often get brought in to do assessments of people's IT landscape. And I like to just draw pretty shapes and pictures for people. If you have three tools, you have a triangle, you have three points and that's three connecting lines. If you have four tools, well, you have six connecting lines. So that's six points of integration. And the more complexity you have, the worse it gets. I saw one company where they had 14 different tools and just 14 different security tools to maintain their network, which doesn't sound like a huge amount, but that's 91 points of connection between each of these 14 nodes. When you have this level of complexity, Scaled across an organization where you might have multiple administrators, things become an unmanageable mess. So it sounds like SSE is the way to not just secure their environment, but move us towards a service-maintained mentality to kind of simplify the life while also covering all of their bases. So it sounds very exciting, very exciting. So if I was an enterprise and I'm looking to move towards a SASE or SSE strategy, what is the right way to do it? Because this sounds quite intimidating to move everything on-prem, because I know a lot of people have spent multi-millions of dollars of cash just on metal, sat in places with fans spinning and heat blowing. So what is the right strategy? What would you recommend?
1: When we look at our customers, a lot of the stuff that you talked about, if I touch on your last point, it's sunk cost. Meaning we bought it, it's there, And the value, uh, kind of what we pay for, is the software inside those appliances through subscription services or through, uh, we have uh, terms on those and then we renew them. So we actually make an investment decision. Every renewal point, we actually make a decision if to continue using what we have or not. So I think if I quote Gartner here, they recommend that those renewal points, Customers will take a hard look at their infrastructure and ask the question, do I want to continue with my point solutions, with my boxes in particular areas, or do I want to start moving myself to this a cloud-delivered capabilities, the SSE capabilities? So I think the renewal points are a good place to prepare for, say, okay, this is end of life in terms of how we consume those things. We're going to start taking them out. So. I think that's one key point, which is the timing of contractual agreements. The other thing is really graduality. It, it's always it must be gradual. Okay, if I have five thousand users or I have maybe hundred locations, I, I may want to move them in groups or in you know in batches, right? And so there has to be a coexistence strategy. I have to be able to coexist at the same time with my old infrastructure and with my new infrastructure. And I need to build a migration, meaning I'm going to move one side at a time from the old infrastructure to the new infrastructure. It's going to it can take a year, uh, but ultimately I'm going to get there. This is like, basically the trade-off here is, is what I have today sustainable? Is it something that I can live with? Some companies, especially large companies with a lot of resources, okay, you know, that's what we have. We're not going to change it. We're too big. We can't move that stuff. We're It's not ready for us. But for everybody else, this is the the direction, right? And I think, if you think about it, Gartner predicts that by 2024, 2025, depending on the the prediction, all companies will be either well underway to SASE or to SSC, or at least will have a plan to get there. And that's very important that that customers will understand. Again, the, the analogy that I'm using here is AWS. We didn't have servers in the cloud 15 years ago. Most companies had data centers and physical servers and compute, and they had people specializing in all of these different aspects of running those things and selecting technology. And then AWS showed up and gradually created an understanding and an awareness that you can get servers spun up in a click. And this essentially permeates the entire IT landscape because everybody when we started Kaload seven years ago, we literally you looked around and said okay what can we AWS here okay and it was obvious that networking and security were very early in their journey to the cloud and our objective is to achieve the same level of simplicity ease of use that AWS was able to achieve for compute and storage for networking and security and that's because it's the right thing for customers for their resources, the skill sets, their budgets. The future belongs to specializations, uh, specialists. We are a specialist in equity and security. Uh, The AWS is a specialist in computer storage. Enterprises should become consumers of this specialty, of this expertise, instead of trying to own the infrastructure. This is an era that is simply diminishing, it's going away. And I think that to the cloud is almost inevitable as it pertains to security and networking infrastructure.
0: You can see that at a macrocosmic level with the internet as a whole. Since the internet and everybody's hopping on the internet, cultural boundaries have been broken down. Everything is more accessible. People more accessible. And the same is now being said of networking and security. If you have a cloud service provider, if you have a cloud hosted provider, well, it's a lot more, uh, the barriers of entry are a lot lower and it's easier to hop into. Now, one of the the things that I've I've heard from people is a little bit of fear. Because you mentioned strategy, and people are always trying to plan this strategy five years, 10 years down the road. And networking and security has been here a long time. People have very comfortable concepts of installing a firewall at the data center or setting up a router at a branch office. So if Gartner decides to come up with a new magic quadrant or market segment of something, does that mean that? choosing SSE today might not be a good strategy in the future. If we start adopting an SSE strategy, are we locked into this strategy? I don't think the issue is, is locked in per se, although you
1: could argue that if you had three products from three different companies, you had the freedom to replace each individual component. And now since you're consolidating, then you are obviously have much bigger stakes, much, much more vested in this single provider that you work with. And this is a trade-off. It's a trade-off between, I mean, can you control and manage your infrastructure with the people that you have, with the complexity that is increasing, with the velocity that the business requires? Is it sustainable? There has to be a trade-off. So maybe you are, you have, you know, there is a bigger lock-in because there's a much higher stake investment in your SC or SASE provider. On the other end, can you afford not to go with it. Can you afford to run the utility yourself to take care of all these different things? I think that there is a line in the market. Below that line are all the companies that will simply will not be able to do it longer. And above it, the few companies or the segment that will be able to do it for the foreseeable future. And I think SaSI and SSC for the most part are for these companies that need the simplification because otherwise their infrastructure is unsustainable. And that's that's the decision you want to make. You have to ha- take a hard look at your people, at your skills, at your budget, and say, can I afford the luxury of all these point solutions floating in my enterprise? Or do I want to consolidate and essentially bring into my organization a specialist that can take care of this infrastructure for me, run it for me, and then I will be able to consume it and get a good outcome. And that's basically the trade-off between lock-in, best-of-breed point solutions, and the future of this, which I think is cloud services.
0: I would agree with you there. The future is the cloud, the big intangible elastic thing, which is always growing and always shifting, but flexibility is key. Now, when it comes to flexibility, we have flexible workers. We have COVID has shown the world that people can work from home wherever they need to or however they need to. So does SSE conflict with a ZTNA-based approach for network security, or do they complement each other?
1: By the definition of Gartner for SSE, ZTNA is part of SSE. And SSE actually does something very important for security. It kind of uplifts the whole security mechanism, its policies, its inspection to the cloud. So every resource that connects to SSE gets the same level of security. So if I'm talking about a person, this person can work in the office, can be on the road in a Starbucks, or can work from home. Because their identity doesn't change, it's the same, it, it is this, the same Joe Smith, then Joe Smith policies follow him everywhere they go because they're implemented in this universal and unified cloud service, which is the SSE service. So actually, SSC is a great way to address the work-from-anywhere requirements, home, road, or office, while maintaining the same and consistent security enforcement policies, security posture. This is ideal. So I would say that ZTNA, or remote access, may be one of these low-hanging fruits that can bring SSC into the enterprise. And again, a word of caution. There are point solutions for ZTNA. And if you bring a point solution for ZTNA, which doesn't have the SSE scope or is not part of the SASE platform, you're essentially replacing point solutions with point solutions. And again, you're hitting this wall. This is, okay, how do I continue to simplify my environment? Do I have a, a roadmap for it? Do I have a journey that I can take? I think that's very important. But generally speaking, the SSE solution is exactly what you need when you want to create this universal security framework that will protect users everywhere they work at scale in a resilient fashion without you worrying about how do I support them in the office, at home, on the road with different technologies.
0: So if I was a listener to this podcast, considering adopting SSE, what one piece of advice would you give our listener?
1: First of all, I think that this is the right way to go. Looking at convergence of security in the cloud, I think is appropriate for most organizations. So if you think it's not appropriate for you, you have to have a very good reason why you're doing it, because the general direction has to be towards simplification, towards moving all this hard work of maintaining security infrastructure out of your business and bringing in the expertise and the know-how of the SC providers. So I think that's very important. So you're making the right decision uh, if you want to go this direction. And the second thing is, again, pay attention to the journey. There is, we are going towards a uh, deeper and deeper transformation, which will include more and more components, including components that you don't even imagine or envision that are going to be part of the scope, right? So if Gartner says that SSC is secure web gateway, ZTNA and CASB, we can add firewall as a service and probably five other features down the road. So partner with a platform that can grow, that encompass additional requirements because, again, convergence is important. The more of it you can do, the bigger your return is going to be. So partner with companies that have breadth, not with point solutions, and that's very important there as well. So journey to SASE and go to the cloud. It's the right uh, way to go for most
0: organizations. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us today, ashay there's some very insightful topics. And this little idiot has come away a bit more educated about SSE and how it's needed by everybody. So thank you for your time.
1: Thank you very much, Robin. I hope everybody will enjoy listening to the podcast.
0: That was all for our episode today. I hope you've come away feeling a little more educated and empowered. In case you've forgotten, I'm Robin Johns, and you've been listening to Convergence by Kato Networks. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll see you next time.